Hello and welcome to the Marvin's World Podcast. Podcast where we speak to OMG people, people with just the unasequa, people who, people who will make people like you and me make what we love. A full-time job. If you like the podcast, give it a review on iTunes. Share it with your friends. If you don't like it, fucking share it with everyone you hate. Now in this episode, we speak to Eddie Yu. He is a very, very, even though he's been doing it for a year, a very, very smart comedian. You can see he's someone has a clear vision for the future. And he breaks comedy down in a very step, very like a programmer. When, when you program, you, whenever you're doing a piece of code, you take it step by step. And it only takes one little thing for it not to work. And that's how he addresses his comedy. He's a very adept writer. He he looks at comedy in a very, as I said, step-by-step process. So he likes to do comedy where he works on one bit each week, like he'll work on crowd work, next he'll work on this, and it's very methodical. I think that anyone who's doing comedy or wants to look at the process of comedy, this is the episode for you. He's got a very clear vision for the future, and I'll, I'll be honest, I think this guy is definitely going to make it. He's definitely going to do something great with his, in terms of stand-up comedy career. Just listen to it and you'll see what I'm talking about. Without further ado, here's Eddie Yu. Hi. How are we doing? You good? Hi, yeah, good, good. Let me uh, check the sound real quick. Always. Okay. One, two, one, two. Testing. Right. Yep, yep. Yeah, good, fantastic. Good. Well, uh, pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you for coming yeah, on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. What time is it in Taiwan at the moment? <laughs> uh, right now it's four thirty-six, and it's Tuesday. <laughs> ah, okay. So okay. it's a bit like, oh, it's a Tuesday. Got some work going on. Got this going on. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. How are you doing there? How's it going? Uh, in London, it's. Well, it was was good because like live comedy was back on. I love doing live comedy, but like on Saturday, we've now got a full lockdown again for a month. So, oh yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I heard like uh, England's doing like a full lockdown again. It's a bit of a strange thing. I mean, I want to ask you a question. Like, what do you think yeah. of Zoom gigs? Because I I'm a I don't really like them as a whole. Well, it's. I don't think we have choice, right? <laughs> no. Um, no. Uh, Zoom is a different. I 
personal thing, like if I'm doing a Zoom show, it gives me more. Um, that it gives the it, I will know the audience is more paying more attention because you know it's like in front of you, in like a one screen, right? Versus when you are in the bar, they are just like chatting with their friends or texting or drinking, do whatever they want in the bar. But、um, the the downside of Zoom is that you don't do act, act out, you know, comedy wise.、Yeah. You don't have much body language you can use.、Uh, you don't have much、uh, movement, you know, because like there's no stage. Like this is your stage. Yeah. So that's yeah. the downside. Yeah. So from my side, I'm a more of like. For me, it helps a lot with my material if I develop it on stage and interact with the audience. But with, yeah, a lot of people are like that. It just feels—I don't know—I I feel so tense when I'm doing the Zoom gig and like when I'm writing it.、Mm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work for me. But let's see. It's yeah, we don't have any choice, so I bet I've, <laughs> I've got to find a way for now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's a lot of people. Because. A lot of people they just refuse to do Zoom show anyway, so it's like, all right, I'm just gonna take a huge break, no matter what. So, but to me, it's a good workout for like writing, cause not it forces you to focus on writing, since you don't have any other things to support you, regardless of your performance. You know, like like I just say, you don't have body language, you don't have uh much. Uh, huge stage you can walk around, so you can take your time to think or pace your joke fast, slow. Because on the Zoom show, it's basically just like a one pace. That's what I feel. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So is this like your podcast?、Uh, am I am I like ang ang now, or like do you have to like some introduction or something? Or... No, no, no. It's gonna just flow from here, mate. We're we're sort of doing it now. I I've spoken to、oh. like a few sort of podcast guests as well, and it, and one of the reasons they sort of fail. Do you know a thing called pod fade? What pod fade? It's basically where when you're running a podcast, like you lose enthusiasm. And then, like things、uh-huh. getting away, and you stop doing it. And、oh. one of the things I spoke to someone who's made a living from doing podcasting, and like、oh, yeah. he doesn't really do much editing because it is effectively podcasting is a bit like a live performance in a way. You don't yeah, yeah, sort it, does. Of,、um, it does. Yeah, they can take away some of the authenticity here and there. I mean,、mm-hmm. I think there will be bits that I'll edit here and there, and I'll write it down here. I've got my、mm-hmm. notebook in each podcast, and I'll write down. What notes I think were really interesting, and then I'll upload short clips in YouTube and Facebook. But gotcha, gotcha. Or if this, if someone says anything racist or something that I think is a bit that cast me or them in a very strange light,、mm-hmm. then it I'll get rid of it. But it it happens few and far between. And、Mm-mm. yeah, yeah. The only. Thing that really annoys me is sometimes when I'm doing a podcast with someone, like the connection and everything is completely all over the place, and like、mm. so many of it is. I I went to, then I wait three minutes later for the full sentence, or I went to go and see my mate. <laughs> That's what I don't like. I'm, I'm okay with it, yeah, yeah. just but a, a 
apart from that, we're just going to let it flow. And we're going to talk about you. You tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah. And like you yeah. tell us about the Portland comedy scene and like how you got into comedy, what you like about doing it. And yeah, just tell us what your plans are for the future, really. I'm just going to get to okay. know you. <laughs> for sure. Um, I started to do Sina comedy about year and a half ago. So it's like a 2019 January. So it's like I'm actually still a young comic. Um, I started in 2019 and then uh, it started as a new year resolution. You know, I'm like one of those people. I'm just gonna do comedy, and then, <laughs> and then here I am jumping in, started to stand up comedy. Um, beforehand, I already wanted to do that when I was living like the first year in Portland. Uh, I lived there for two years in Portland, and the first year I already wanted to do it. Um, and it was just because. I saw Ali Wong. She was my inspiration. Just kind of like, oh, Asian, talking about their life story on stage and just having fun. Because I didn't even know comedy exists before I moved to United States. Like, mm. yeah, because it's like comedy. I was like, oh, I thought it was just like some people go on stage and they just, um spontaneously talking it's not like it's i i didn't think about it will be a, like a written thing it will be i i i had no idea what that is and then i started getting into it uh, and then i met so much people and then they helped me to figure out what what i wanted to do in the comedy and then i um so i started doing more comedy in march like I tried it, my first open mic, and I kind of like chicken off a little bit for a couple of weeks. Oh, came back, and then just do more. So it's like a month. I just kind of like feel a little bit like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And then now I have to write jokes. I have to actually thinking what's funny to me and what is funny to other people. So I started thinking, and I do like one month. I go to so many open mics. But then I just, I did. I mean, I just sit there and watch other people, and then I started to do more open mic in March. And Portland comedy scene was really awesome. It's super, super um, walk. If you you know what that means, like it's super walk. Oh, okay. Yeah, super like liberal, super like political correct. So like the joke you write. Has to be really, uh, you know, consider every perspective. <laughs> If you want, oh, I mean, like, yeah, like you cannot. Like sometimes you'll be like, I want to make fun of homeless people. No, it's not called homeless. It's called houseless because they have <laughs> they have home. They just don't have house. It's different, and like, and like, um, you know, like there's a. I I'm also、uh, in the LGBTQ community, so like I'm also aware like LGBTQ things, and I'm also since I'm not American, so to them I was also an immigrant, so I also have to be aware of like oh, 
is it good? Is it funny to me, or is it like on? Is it too much white bashing? You know, because a lot of a joke is like talking about white people. But if you go on too much, is it too much? And there's a lot of things going on in Brooklyn comedy scene. But however, it's a fun place to grow comedy. A lot of like good comedians are from Brooklyn, Oregon. People、okay. just don't know about it. <laughs> so about it. So. I mean, what bashing white people seems to be now. Now I'm sounding a bit racist here, but I'm saying that what I'm saying here is that if you insult any other race, you're pushing things a bit. But it seems、yeah. to me that like white people insulting them seems to be the only thing that's okay. Like it seems to think... that people <laughs> seem to be able to get away with rather than like if I see a white、yeah. person and they wear glasses, I'm allowed to say they look like Harry Potter. Whilst if if someone <laughs> says to me, because I'm Asian, and says, if and if I look like Jackie Chan, and someone said, "Oh, Jackie Chan," that I'd be racist. Yes, yes. I guess, yeah, yeah. You you were absolutely right. Because、um, I guess like Asian get to making fun of Asian, and then white people get to making fun of white people. But also other people get to making fun of white people because white people are the dominant one. Yeah, like in the comedy scene or like in in basically English English speaking country except India, like it's you know it's a、uh, white people dominate. Like you know Canada, United States,、um, you know Brit England areas,、uh, Australia, New Zealand. It's all white people dominate country. So, yeah,、um, yeah, and then so I started to do a lot of comedy in Portland, and then I was lucky enough to get into the、uh, Portland Funniest Person. It's a competition in Portland, and it was hosted by Helian Comedy Club. It was pretty good. It's like a huge things in Portland.、Um, basically. It was about four hundred comedians just compete to each other and like who is the funny one, who is funnier, and I was lucky enough to get into a, a semi-final list, so、oh. I was like top forty-eight if you want to say it that way. Yeah. And oh. Then,、okay. So yeah, yeah. So it was a good, and then because of that, people started to notice me. Because it's, it's it's not common that you got into semifinal on your first year of comedy in Portland. It's usually like a second year or third year because people need to know you better, and your joke writing has to be consistency. Uh, you know, you know how like the one minute six laugh, right? Like yeah, yeah. So like I was able to hit that. While I was in the Portland Funniest Person competition, so in a way I was like, "Oh, thanks, guys!" And then so it was fun. And then so、uh, after that, people started notice me, and people started to pay attention to me, and that's how I got my name better in Portland comedy scene. Yeah. How did you go about? So once you did well in that semi-final, like how did you get noticed? Like what sort of spots did you get? What sort of yeah? What spots did you get offered? 
and how did it help oh, you specifically? Uh, after I got like semi-final, I got into the two major shows in Portland. One is called Minority Retort. Uh, Minority Retort. It's a funny name. It's a uh, <laughs> it's a uh, I think uh, the the host the producer his name is Jason Lamb J A S O M L A M B like the goat meat <laughs> lamb okay. and then uh, uh, he is a very nice and very professional um, producer he runs this show he also runs a radio show it's also called Minority Retort Radio. Uh, he's awesome, and then he put me on his show, and he took me to Seattle to do a minority retort Seattle. So I was like, "Wow, this is great!" And then he trusts me so well that he gave me fifteen minutes to perform in Seattle. Yeah. So then, so people in Seattle started to notice me too, because like it's a show where they feature. A minority, which is me, because I'm like you know, LGBTQ, and then a uh, Asian and an immigrant. I'm literally like a three minority right there. Yeah. Boom. So uh, that was uh, <laughs> yeah, check check check. <laughs> and then so that was that. That was one big show that I got into, and then another one I got is like a really great show. It's called uh, Undisputable Genius of Comedy, which is. A Portland big show. It's not. It's not like a national huge, but it's big enough in Portland that um, they only have ten comedians on the show, and then um, the audience was about eight hundred people. So it was like a really huge show. It's like a theater size. So I got to. Perform in front of eight hundred people, and that was like really great experience. And hosted by a local newspaper called Portland Mercury, it was awesome. It's fantastic show. I had a great time. I appreciate it. And then it was my first time I realized, oh my god, this is so fun. This is so like I can achieve so much if I keep doing this really well. So that's like the. The thing I wanted to do, like I, I kind of like decided I wanted to, I really wanted to do comedy after that show. So, how did you go about sort of developing? How does it work in sort of, um, how does it work in Portland in terms of developing your spots? So you do five minutes or three minutes, and you ten, fifteen, forty-five, or. Mm. So like op every open mic in Portland has different rules. You just kind of have to understand every open mic's rule. Some are like typical three minutes, some are five minutes, and they are also really long set, seven minutes. Um, I started with my first open mic. Actually, did seven minutes because I thought I need to build my character on stage. And then people are like telling me, like, no, that's not how you do it. You just you always start with three minutes, because if you are not funny in the first two minutes, nobody likes you afterwards. So why are you wasting other people's time the rest of five minutes? And I hated three minutes for the first two months of my open mic experience because 
I don't get to say much setup in my jokes, and then times up, and I realize, oh, then it's actually my fault because if I cannot making people laugh at the first minute or two, then you don't, you are not a good comedian. So then、um, I started to write really, really tight jokes, just like. Three sentences. You need to get a laugh in three sentences. So that's how I started to realize how important is three minutes mic, and then five minutes. And then if you, you know, sometimes you want to do a longer set, which you, you if you are trying to tell a longer story, then I will go to try the seven minutes mic. Yeah, that's、okay. uh, personal. I also run an open mic. Back in uh uh Portland scene, so my open mic was four minutes, and if you buy one drink from the bar, you get one minute more. So that's kind of like, because it's like you know the bar is helping us have stage time, and I wanted to contribute something to the bar as well. So, but I'm not going to like force every comedian buy a drink because you know Portland is not New York City or Los Angeles where those places. You pay、oh、a minute、yeah. to to be on the. Oh yeah,、bike. they it's yeah. so brutal, and also you have to buy a ticket. And the, the worst ones、yeah. are the ones where you 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 put your thing in the hat, and they pick your name from random. And there's some chances、yeah. where、yeah. you might not get on. Yeah, so like it's different.、Uh, every city in the United States,、um, big city like Los Angeles and New York City, they do that. A small city like us, Portland, we don't. Nobody has money for that. So, <laughs> yeah, because Portland is not like a super first line city. It's like a secondary city in terms of United States.、Hmm. So, yeah.、Uh, I mean, I think one of the things in comedy as a whole, and one of the things that's good in America, is that you have a lot of these small cities where you can hone your craft、mm. before you go with the、yeah. big boys. I think, yeah, like yeah. Portland. Austin, like Boston, like yeah, hone your yeah, craft there、right. and get good there. But、ah, before you even think、so... about going to New York or LA,、mm-hmm. even Chicago. But Portland is also kind of strange because yeah, it's a secondary city, but we got like huge company in Portland area because the Nike headquarter is in、uh, Portland.、Uh-huh. Uh, Adidas. United States headquarter is also in Portland, and then, <laughs> you know, Columbia. You know the sportswear Columbia. They are also in <laughs> Portland. Under Armour. They are also in <laughs> Portland. So we got all this like a fancy brand in Portland area. So there are a lot of and also uh Intel. You know the 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 tech giant Intel. The headquarter、oh. is also in Portland, which nobody actually know outside of the United States, and it's kind of funny because、uh, because of that, Portland gets to build a lot of things that as good as the first, you know, it's as good as like a super big city like New York City、yeah. or or Los Angeles, but. Because the traffic there was like not super convenient because the airport was not、oh, yeah. super yeah. like 
international. They say they are international, but because they connect to Canada and Tokyo, that's it. And they can say themselves as international airport. That's kind of funny to me. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, all right. I guess that's why not. Um, yeah. I got a- so Poland's a great city to 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 like. It's to start your comedy for sure. It's really really awesome. How does it compare to? Have you been to other states to do your craft, or just in Portland? Yeah, yeah. I I did uh I did a few comedy shows in Seattle and. So when I was there, I also did some open mics in Seattle.、Uh, I used to live in San Francisco, so when I visit San Francisco, I also did an open mic in San Francisco.、Uh, I was lucky enough to get into the festival in Las Vegas, so I also did uh, uh, some open mics in Las Vegas. And every city has a different vibe, different feelings. Yeah.、Uh, I get、yeah. I get that because I I remember、yeah. going to New York and Chicago and LA they they each had their own sort of character and it was yeah, things that、yeah. maybe you could get away with one city that you couldn't get、yeah. away with in others, but then、yeah. again I'm from Britain and you know、yeah. I don't know American culture、I'll、probably if I'd maybe spent a year in America I could have figured out more what would tra- translate in different cities. Definitely. Well, now I also do stand out in Taipei, so now I have one、yeah. one more city in my resume or my experience. Yeah, Taipei comedy is awesome too. So, yeah. Now I've got some questions to ask you about doing comedy in Taipei. How do、yeah. you do? You do do it in English, and how do you find? How do you translate your set from American comedy into Taipei as well? Mm, so yeah, that's this is like a fun talk.、Uh, so Taipei comedy scene is I did in first of all I do it in English because that's what I did in the United States, and I actually really don't know how to write jokes in Chinese Mandarin because the humor、okay. works differently. You know, like、uh, Chinese comedy, I understand. And I went a few. It was pretty much a lot of setup, but you don't really know where this joke going. But people laugh at it anyway, <laughs> so it's kind of like, <laughs>、huh? why, you know? And, and yeah, that's a that's a Chinese comedy.、Uh, I did it once, just once in my life. I did a Chinese comedy. I just literally translate my English set. Into Chinese to see if it actually works. Some work, some don't. And my conclusion is, Taiwanese doesn't really care about racial problem because we don't have racial problem in Taiwan. It's it, there is racial problem, but there is not as big as United States. So、mm-hmm. if I had a joke about racial issues, people will be like, "Oh, so what?" <laughs> so then,、uh, um, so when I do English, it's also the same problem because the audience is half foreigner, half Taiwanese who speak English as well. And then, so the, the the Taiwanese crowd are like, I don't really care. Black Lives Matter. I mean, it's this is not fair to say, but this is not. They are not a hundred on board. With like the minority movement happen in United States, 
So if you want to making fun of like the cop, they will be like, "Why you are making fun of cops?" And then if you want to making fun of like the politics, they are Trump supporters, so they will hate you. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a it's a very so. Now I'm in Taipei doing stand comedy. I have to write jokes not about politics, not about racial justice, not about、uh, a minority, because in Taiwan I am not a minority. Yeah, I'm the white people of Taiwan. That's why I usually say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 the thing when you're saying about racial profiling. Is it basically、yeah. in Taipei? Are they just people that look like me and you? And yeah,、it. yeah. So it's、uh, yeah, yeah. So it's like a foreigner, and a foreigner is not just American. Like the foreigner in Taipei, they are people from Korea, Japan, and、uh, they are people from uh India. They are people from Canada, England as well. Uh, uh, France or Europe, Europe countries. So, so the good thing about doing stand up in Taipei is that you you. If you can make everybody laugh in the same time, that means that joke you just tell would be a universal funny. But one thing, and that's wanna... important to to write jokes universally funny, because that means yeah, you will、uh-huh. open so many、uh-huh. door to do different cities and countries.、But、you feel now that if you do a good joke in in Taipei, that that will be able、mm-hmm. to translate easier than your Portland set. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. But the level of like the um, how do I put it? So the way I think about comedy is that uh, comedy is you talking about things you care, and then it's not being resolved yet. So you joke about it, try to broadcast. Your opinions about things you care, in a funny way with humor. So that's what that's my kind of like my philosophy of doing stand-up comedy. You know, like、uh, a lot of my joke is about、uh, LGBTQ because it's not enough aware anyway. No matter how loud those gay people are, still not enough. And then uh, uh. Being minority in United States and being, and then a lot of my set also、uh, involve a lot of culture shock and a little bit politics between Taiwan and China, and so that's、uh. basically yeah, yeah. So、uh, right now I'm writing jokes about、uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> that's like kind of like super new joke.、Um, And surprisingly, it's getting well responding in Taipei. And now I will also try to do some Zoom mics in United States. I just have to wake up so early. I'm like just waking up. I have to be funny. It's very <laughs> different, you know. It's not like I have a long day. I'm going to a bar and joking about shit I just experienced. But、uh, yeah. So. Can we hear it now? I'm joking. Ha 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 ha
so yeah that's that's an interesting point so question is how that's that's a universal question for comedy isn't it how can you make a joke fit for every city or every place that's the question so i used to have a joke like i changed the word uh when i it's the same joke when i live in united states i used to say that uh taiwan's sex education it feels like louisiana and then basically people will laugh at it because united states are like yeah because louisiana is like conservative it's not you know um basically there's no sex education there either um but then i tried it in taipei i realized that people don't know where louisiana is so i changed the louisiana into north korea Ah, uh, of course, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so then people were yeah, North Korea, of course. So then, uh, I realized, oh, this is part of my homework. Now I'm back in Taiwan. If I want to do something the same set as what I did in United States, I need to figure out something that people hear that they know, or they are like they know of, you know. And Taiwan's too small. To do like, oh, certain city this this da 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 because there's no stereotypes for certain city as big as you know New United States because you can you can have like stereotype about New Yorkers you can have stereotype about、uh, Midwest people you can have stereotype about California people or Hawaiian people because like the 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 land of United States is too big. Yeah, yeah. I think England's the same, right? Because you know, England has like different cities,、yeah. and you have different stereotypes about people from different cities. Yeah, it's 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 a big thing. It's a big issue, I think, for comedians everywhere I've been traveled to. They always make、mm -hmm. jokes on references and、yeah. the local things, which can't be translated、yeah. to other places. Yeah, yeah. And also, like I when I do different cities. I try to write one minute of the local jokes, just to kind of respect the local scene because I found it. I found it very、uh, easy to bond with the local audience when you write a local joke, even just like one minute. They will appreciate that you actually paying attention about them. And they are on board faster. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what I feel. And it doesn't necessarily need to be funny. It just needs to be like I know where I am. I've I've paid your yeah, attention. Yeah. I've respected yeah, you guys. Yeah. 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 So like when I was in Seattle, I joke about like you know Grey's Anatomy.、Uh, I joke about because Grey's Anatomy is shot in Seattle. They supposed to, but anyway,、um, I joke about Space Needle.、Uh, And then in Vegas, I joke about、uh, how everything is so big, and then but it's so fake, and feels like a good deal, though. You know, <laughs> that, yeah. That, what you said there just sounds like plastic surgery. It just sounds like I mean, you're like if you're like if a straight guy is going to a bar and it's like, oh, Las Vegas is like dating a woman with. Big plastic boobs, and that was yeah, yeah. You could say、said. that to me, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, so like I take I tailor my first minute to the local, but it's always a hit or miss. 
sometimes doesn't. It's not really funny to the local people. They will be like, "Yeah, so what?" <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Because I did like a small show in like a small town outside of Portland, and it was a little bit conservative crowd. And I did like, oh yeah, this place is awesome. I still see, you know, I try to making fun, being conservative, but also open-minded. But then they are like, yeah, so what? And then so I have spent more time to win them back during my sets.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, local joke is always fun. And what? Now you mentioned all the. What is? Yeah.、I、need to sneeze. <laughs> It's、That's、not corona.、Passion. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. You cannot. You cannot spread to me through internet <laughs> if you have COVID. <laughs> what if you? What if COVID can spread through internet? That would be so wild. Like, you know that's a premise for a joke. There, you can write yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be so crazy. I'm like, no more Zoom show. Super <laughs> <Super> spreader. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could make that as a threat to like the thing. One of the things that I find quite funny during these times, you know how like, did you ever encounter it before you came back to Taipei? Because like, if because of what happens in terrorism, people. Was, Get assumption that I don't know you're going to bomb the place if you have a backpack. If you're a black guy wearing a hoodie, people get funny ideas. But with this Corona thing, did you get anyone thinking that because we look Asian that the virus? Oh, did I get like a, a hate behavior in United、yeah. States? I personally didn't because I was like pretty aware of that, and also Portland is pretty liberal, so in a way, it was pretty safe. Um, but I do see like people give me weird eyes when things first started. You know, like back in like March and April when uh coronavirus was just kind of like surged up in United States, people do give me like a weird look, and I was aware of that. So I was like. Uh, kind of like, if they approach me with bad intention, I would just walk away really fast. But I personally didn't actually receive any like attack or like hate speech or you know I was lucky I guess. But I do hear my friend, one of my friends, she lives in Milan, and she's from Taiwan. She she lives in Milan, and then she was in the subway. And then there was this uh, 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 Italian just point at her and shout out virus, 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 virus. Oh, for God's and sake! And then, yeah. And then my friend was like, she didn't really know how to respond because she thought it's really funny because he just talking this a, way. She was、funny. like, "What are you talking about? Like, what are you? Why are you being dumb?" And then so she was laughing at. This guy, and I was like, "Well, glad he only <laughs> say things, because yeah, you know, because what if next one's like attacking you? You need, you need to be prepared." It's... Yeah, but I also have I other friends in the United States who are Asians, and then they are being attacked because being Asian, 
and then they're COVID nighting things. It's like, like, you know, it's kind of stupid to think like Asian carries coronavirus. So How about you? Did you did you get something? No, but it has given me an idea though. For people that look like us, if we do get a, get a, someone trying to bother us, maybe one of the best things for us to get is to get a cold. Because then if we're sniffing and we're coughing about a bit, no one's going to go near <laughs> us. And if someone comes near you and like they try and threaten you or something, you just go, yeah. uh, sorry, mate, got Corona. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. just use it as your weapon. <laughs> yeah. If you're like stuck in the traffic, just like open your window and just like, cough and then everybody will like, <laughs> like, a, like a mostly spread out a resi, you know, just like very... <laughs> yeah, I personally didn't get that, so I was lucky. But I did hear a lot of like story, like comedian friends who are Asian. They got, they got shouted by conservative or like dumbass from the streets. Yeah, and you know how like Uncle Roger, you know who Uncle Roger is, right? He's like yeah, big he, dude. he's the he's comedian like big in the UK. Right yeah. He's in the, in the UK, UK yeah. and he's in London. I know him. He lives just yeah. near my comedy gig. And I bump into oh, him now and then. <laughs> Yeah, I just heard about like he just got attacked a couple of days ago. So like that was yeah. well, that's a big bummer. That's quite a funny thing you mentioned that because I think one of the already economically it's gonna affect so many different countries in a terrible way and like people are already losing jobs and it's gonna have a massive effect when this is all over, but I do feel that things have changed a bit and become a bit more dangerous because I run a comedy club in Hammersmith and it's been running for a few years and I've never been attacked, bothered before when I've been going to the sidewalks. But I had someone try and mug me uh, the other day. Like on, like actually, this time last week, someone tried to mug me. It was last Tuesday or this, today, but yeah. And oh, wow. uh, it was a strange thing because I, I need to get a haircut. And I look really bad. So what I did was, I didn't know where this place was, so I used my phone to navigate where it was. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm holding it like this, some guy goes around the side of me on a bike and he stops him in my way as I'm walking. And then, you know, straight away, I think he wants to do something. So mm-hmm. he says to me, what are you doing taking pictures? And I said, no, I'm trying to find my way. And he said, give me your phone. And as soon as he said that, I've just put my phone in my bag. <laughs> and then he's... Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, he said, "This is you, you're getting leery," and he does that thing. You know, when someone's trying to scare you, they go, "Get me!" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I said, "What?" And I just thought, and this was just like a like maybe one road away from where I do my comedy gigs. So I thought, mm-hmm. and I, and I think I saw one of the members that worked there. So I thought, right, well, I'll turn back this way and I walk around there. So at least, at least if he follows me, there'll be two against one. Oh, okay. That's that's. So, so I did that, and then I was expecting him to follow me, but he didn't. And then that was the okay, end of the story. Okay, okay. okay. Well, glad you're, I'm glad, you're, glad you're okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad, glad I'm okay. okay as well. But he didn't seem yeah. confident. One of the funny things as well, he didn't seem confident when he was doing it. Mm. I, I don't know what put him off, but he didn't seem confident doing it. He looked unsure of himself. Because when he first <laughs> sort of bothered me, I, I, I was quite shocked by it and I was saying because it was stupid. I was thinking more than him trying to mug me, I was thinking of getting the haircut and uh-huh. like thinking that the illogical thing of what he was saying. I said, What? And maybe I said it a bit loudly and it mm. I'm not sure, but it was it was a funny, strange thing and like 
I would have beaten them up. No, <laughs> no I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what would have happened. But it, it was, um, it was just. Yeah, I'm just glad it's okay. But I do feel there's a bit of that sense, and mm -hmm. sort of Nigel lives near where I do the comedy gigs, so it might yeah. even have been the same person because you yeah. said to him, yeah, you don't know what yeah. you did. <laughs> yeah. And one of the funny things. Did he? Me, did he end up catch that guy? Did, did I he... don't know. I don't know. But oh, the thing with okay. Nigel, one of the funny things is there was a comedian that saw him at a gig and then said, oh, I saw you at a gig in the water per a week ago. But it turns out it was Nigel, not me. Like we, me, and my, <laughs> me and Uncle Roger, do we look alike in any way or like... <laughs> We don't. Well, that's a typical like Asian all look back. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I mean, uh, I should mention yeah. that. I've actually included that in my set a bit. The, yeah, the, yeah. I'm using it a bit as material. <laughs> the, the fact that he tried to. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I was at one time I was in the in, in the open mic and then there is this i think i forgot his race anyway just somebody approached me and just say are you jimmy yang like a jimmy o yang the, the the famous comedian from uh he was in silicon valley the asian guy in silicon valley anyway he's an asian comedian he's, uh super famous in uh california and also um i think he's from china anyway People just say like he, that guy was like, "Do you Jimmy Yang?" I was like, "Oh, no!" And that's not cool for you saying that. I you could just ask who I am. Why do you have to make assumption? You could just say, "Hey, are you a comedian?" Uh, this is that that. Why are you just making assumption? Say, "Are you Jimmy?" And I was like, "I'm not." We don't look alike, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I but I should have just say, I should have just say yes, and then he will be like, you know, do whatever he wants. I will just be like faking myself but as it, Jimmy Yang. It is funny thing though with people like us, as I said before. If we, if there's someone that, if someone says that we look like someone, it comes across as racist. But if I say to a white person they look like someone famous, it doesn't look racist, does it? <laughs> no, but I guess. I don't know. I had a hard time sometimes, like recognize. Uh, uh, like I had a hard time learning who is Jewish and who is not Jewish, because to me, Jewish is white people. And then I made him fun of this one on stage, and he actually, it's a good joke. So it's also a true story. Like to me, I'm from Asia, and then how do you expect me to recognize who is Jewish or not? Because we don't have Jewish in Taiwan, you know. Mm. Yeah. So that's kind of a funny things to say on stage when I was in the United States. Well, but that joke of, doesn't work yeah. in Taiwan because people are like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Mm. But it's a funny thing what you're saying about doing comedy in different nations. And it is something that I would like to study and find out more because it is, in, I find it interesting. It's, it's, because mm -hmm. I'm sure you can make it work. You know, people say that this or that. I think if you're funny, you're funny. Like, I don't think people say about styles of different nations or this and that. If you've got a funny, if you're funny, you're funny. Especially if you're like, you're a funny person and you have a funny persona and you're not just. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, material based, then I think you can be funny in any atmosphere, any place or whatever. You just got to find how. And it just depends. I do hear this、uh, philosophy about cinema、uh, comedy is that is it is it what I say?、Uh, a comic says funny things, but a comedian says things funny. You know, you know what's the only difference? Like you can rehearse well, the so well. It's the way they are. It's、yeah. the way they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. And a real comedian is the real comedian can just pick a random topic, and say it super funny. But then, an、uh, ordinary comedian would just rehearsal so well, and then say the funny things. Yeah, it's different, and I enjoy that a lot because like a lot of time. Sometimes when I am stuck at a certain joke, I started to feel like maybe I should just freestyle it a little bit. I should just riff about it. I should not stuck in a certain writing. So,、uh, when I was in Portland, if I have a joke that I don't know what's the punchline, I would just be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going on stage and just see whatever comes out in my mouth. And then if it works, great. If it doesn't, I just take it. So that's sometimes I do that, and sometimes I also dedicate a whole week, don't write anything, just crowd work, just to interact with, uh, the audience because oh, it's yeah, it's also important to know how to do crowd work because there're gonna be so many different crazy things happening. In the bars, in the comedy、yeah. club, there's a heckler. You have to deal with heckler, <laughs> and then they are, you know, there's so many different things happening. And then crowd work is a way of like、uh, tailor your set and、um, engage with the audience. So it's also a good things to do. I personally think. So just my opinion. That, that's quite smart. So like you do、yeah. focus on one thing each week, so that you you develop or improve in something that you're weak on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like usually crowd work, I don't have any like. I see like people actually write jokes for crowd work. So like there's a one comedian in Taipei. He has twelve different versions of zodiac jokes. You know about the signs. And the Chinese、uh, zodiac, you know, like the mouse, the 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 cow, the snake, the dragon, all those things. He has twelve different version, and then just like whenever the crowd say, "Oh, I'm a rabbit," and then he will do、yeah. the rabbit jokes. And if the crowd、yeah. says, "I'm a pig," and then he will do, "Yeah, of course you are a pig." You know something like that, and then so it's incredible to have so many different versions. Yeah, just for yeah. crowd work. Yeah, yeah, I found no, it really cool, but but I didn't do it. I I am not that style. I think yeah, I think with crowd work, you got I mean, it's got to be mixture of improv and you got to plan some stuff as well. I mean,、yeah. no, I I. I With MCing, I'm much better at MCing than I am at being a straight stand-up. But if you put me on stage and I'm chatting to someone on stage, I could probably make them laugh 
most of the time. But when yeah. it comes to doing the material side of things, I get quite tensed up and it gets, yeah, it, 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 it's two different skills in itself. And I think you definitely need both, like you said, because you've got to handle yeah. hecklers. And at the end of the day, comedy is all about making people laugh. It's not about like yeah. necessarily like writing the best material. You've got to write good material yeah. to make people laugh, but like yeah. you're there to make the audience laugh, not to like fill yeah. your own ego or to develop your set. Yeah. The whole point is you should be doing comedy. You're there to make people laugh. I've been, I've, yeah. I do comedy because I've been making people laugh since I was younger and I've always enjoyed yeah, doing me it. Too. Yeah, yeah, that's why I do it. I'm not doing it for any other reason. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's one of my pet peeves is when I see a comedian bombing, right? And they're just reading off the notepad and they're still just reading off the notepad, but they're bombing and they're bombing and they're bombing and you're not playing with what's ahead of you. And like, it's a yeah. bit like you're, and you've not even put any effort into like remembering yeah. the material or to put any work yeah. in or to make them laugh. Yeah. You're wasting the comedian's time that's going to come up after you because they're going to have to work harder. You're wasting yeah. the MC's time. Yeah. And you're also wasting the audience's time. And also you're disrespecting them. I mean, it's okay yeah. to yeah. do new material or whatever if you need to do 10 minutes of new material. But you've got to make them laugh and you've got to be able to pull it off. Yeah. If you can't, yeah, at least agree. put some effort in to put like some strong bits at the start. So, and it's, it's stupid as well because how you, with the new bit, it's unlikely to be good as your best bits. Yeah. So, and you're not yeah. going to get a chance to develop your new bits unless if you have the good bits, at least they'll have some faith in you and they'll trust you with the new bits you're trying to develop. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're just doing new bits I, and it's bombing, 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 like even if it is a good bit, you'll ruin it before it started. So, like, where's the common sense of thinking? <laughs> I usually do like new, all new. This is, oh, sorry, all new, all, sorry, old joke, new joke, old joke. Yeah. So I will come in strong and then have a chance to talk about new stuff. And if it's working, great. If it's not working, I still have one more old joke to save them. So they will remember this guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. And they'll give you a chance. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know. I just find, I think you, do you think you could possibly do new bits in if you if you don't do material but maybe you do crowd work that's funny in between the bits and you make them laugh if you can make them laugh doing whatever you're doing maybe you could get away doing completely new yeah, bits yeah yeah i personal is not that super I, I i wasn't i wasn't like a super crowd working comedian um so i will usually uh if I'm dedicated a whole week to crowd work, like you know, like I said earlier, if I'm doing that, I would just try not to be the first one on the lineup. You know, just try, I will try to. I will tell the host, "Can I be like the nine or the tenth or the eight, just like the middle?" Because I need to read the room first. I need to read. Oh, what is the room? Like, is today what they're talking about? Whoever did a crowd work earlier, can I, you know, who is the audience now who can respond well? So that's a like good um, observation to do before you do the crowd work. That's what I did. That's what I, you know, usually I would do that. And then if, and then it's also a huge risk to do because like you are 
you know, if you pick the wrong audience, the whole you're gonna ruin your whole set. And like you said, if you bought it, and you, oh my god, these people are gonna hate me. MC is gonna hate me. The next comedian is gonna hate me. So, yeah. uh, whenever I do like like a crowd work week, I usually will announce it when I get on stage. I'll say this week is my dedic. It's the week I dedicate to the crowd work. So, sir, how are you today? And I was like, oh, I'm a good. And they are just like, oh, this is sudden. And then I was like, how are you today? And they'll be like, oh, I'm good. And I was like, what did you do today? And just based on that. Or like, what do you do for work? Just based on that. And then whatever, you know, uh, work, then that means you get to do stereotype when they say work, right? Because like, oh, I'm an engineer. Ooh, I got a... Give me your, give me your number. Be my sugar daddy tonight or something. Just <laughs> be like, you're still making fun of yourself, but you are making the crowd do the premise for you. Does that make sense? That's kind of what I think about crowd work. What, what do you mean? So you, you so mean you say, find out, you find out, yeah. So you, you, the premise is you finding out about them, like what they're about. And then yeah, you, yeah. you, then you get a response from them, which is like the punchline yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. So the way I think about like the life comedy, uh, no matter like it's the crowd work or it's like, um, it's still about you. So like, even as a crowd work, you still uh, broadcast your perspective about things. It just less expected, you know, because like you don't know what people are gonna say. Because like I say, oh, I don't have job, and you'll be like, oh, me too, <laughs> you know. So they'll be like, oh, still about you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's not like it's like, oh, so sad. I'm so sorry for you. If you do that, you are punched down, right? But when you say me too, you basically live. You basically be as vulnerable. As this person, mm. and then you just like lower yourself. It's basically it's like you know, being comedians about a lot of times all about how vulnerable you could be on stage, how uh how much you want to expose to the audience. Yeah, as I like to call it, mentally naked. <laughs> Mentally naked. That's a good quote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like to call it. Yeah, mentally naked. Yeah, and I enjoy doing it a lot. And so I plan to, uh, stay in Taiwan to uh wait for the COVID to be finished. Um, then when everything lifts, I am planning to do comedy in Asia. Like Bangkok, uh, Singapore, uh, Japan. I don't think I can go to China because uh, I'm like too pro Taiwan. So if I go to China, China will arrest me. So I Why? cannot go. Because they have like this weird law that when if you're Taiwanese, when you enter China, they will check your cell phone. They will check your like things. So if you have anything. About Taiwan's independent country, 
they will ban you forever, and then they will arrest you. They could, because according to their law, Taiwan is part of their country, so Taiwan has to listen to Chinese law. You know, you know what I mean? Like it's not. Mm-hmm. But China's quite a funny thing as well, because like Hong Kong considers themselves independent, but it won't be. It won't be for much longer though. With think where no, things are going. No. I mean, in the past two three months, they are already trying to do so many shit to Hong Kong to make them. Listen to China, you know. <laughs> so like, people are fighting, and Taiwan is a lot of people in Taiwan. I like a hundred percent support Hong Kong because we are like, uh, Hong Kong is our shield. So please be safe, you know. Because once Hong Kong <laughs> breaks, next will be Taiwan. So please be well. <laughs> yeah. Please mention that as a bit of your material, yeah. or, or do you do that already? <laughs> No, a lot of people do that in Taiwan, so it's not like, like my yeah yeah. A lot of people already did that in in Chinese comedy, yeah. Um, and then so I also really want to try Australia and New Zealand because they are also like English speaking country, and it's way closer to Taiwan compared to United States. And after, because also like doing all this, um. Uh, comedy in different city, different country. You will know. Oh, if your joke is actually working, like I say, it's all about if you can make your joke universal, universally funny. It's important. So I, in Taiwan, during yeah, during my time in Taiwan right now, I try to not write just Taiwan. You know. Oh yes, and that's yeah. what's good. That's the one good thing actually about Zoom. Because it's yeah. so international, if you can get it to work on Zooms and gigs in different kinds yeah. of countries, yeah. then you know if it's yes, yes. So like, I guess in a uh, once COVID finish, I do wanted to travel back, travel to different country and also to stand down different cities, and then uh, eventually, I do really wanted to go back to United States because it's actually the big industry is in United States. Um, you know, yeah. like Comedy Central is in United States.、Uh, it's also Comedy Central Asia, which is in Singapore. So you know, if you can do well in Comedy Asia in Singapore, that would be awesome because that would be a good credit you can have to do it back in the、uh, United States. And then I also wanted to do it in East Coast because I have during my、uh, time in United States, I had never been to New York City or、uh, Washington D.C.、Uh, you know, East Coast, Boston or Philadelphia. I have never been to those places.、Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I think I think、yeah. one of the I think Boston, though I hear, is like a lot of the big names you hear now. They they develop their craft in Boston. So that's yeah, what intrigues yeah, me about yeah. Boston.、Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's it's good what you're doing. It sounds like you got、yeah. a long term plan, which is good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And then my actually my day job background, I am a, a visual effects artist. So I do like animation, and then. Uh, visual effects for films. That's my professional side of me. Yeah. Ah, and that's quite easy to be. So you can do things remotely because of that. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I'm also trying to 
look like trying to see if I can do more remote work to like support myself if I need money, you know, because travel needs money. So, yeah, and I also uh, have podcasts and trying to also to see if I can start a YouTube video channel so that way I can uh, develop a more passive income. And yeah, so that's kind of what I'm doing right now, and just developing more things. Digital content creator, <laughs> which is a fancy term of like no job, but okay. <laughs> that's, that's you can say that on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now it leads me on to like two questions, which is going yeah. a bit backwards, but I want to go into like. You covered this a little bit, but how does it generally work in terms of progressing up the ladder in the Portland comedy scene? Because like in London, how it works is you do one competitions like you did, but then you go to gong shows, you get spots in the comedy store and you go to spots across the country and do little spots, little spots. And then you network a lot. You travel a lot to different gigs and you go mm -hmm. to a few hub spots in London, like the Roast Battle, what it used to be before COVID or different places. Mm -hmm. And then you go up and up a ladder and it goes slowly and then you get signed up and some cases you just do one in a competition and you get signed up and then mm -hmm. you're sort of set and you go up and once you get signed generally the progression ladder is quite quicker than if you don't mm -hmm. and you can get to tv maybe in a couple of years or so and mm, i think uh as far as i understanding in portland because we have Helian Comedy Club in Portland. So it's a national uh, corporate comedy club, which means they have a system and then they have uh, a way of like connect to the TV industry, connect to like a big comics. Uh, so basically people in Portland just really wanted to get passed by Helian Comedy Club. So, and in a way, helium, yeah, helium, like the gas, like the laughing, laughing <laughs> that's, that's gas, yeah, helium, yeah. And so, we basically, uh, as far as I know, uh, you just have to go to helium's comedy clubs open mic there, which they host it once a week, and then you have three minutes spot. But it's not every week. Like you will get on it probably every six to seven weeks. And so because they are like a hundred comedians in Portland and they all want to get on the helium open mic. But yeah. they are only 25 spots. And then they are not going to have 25 spots, all new comedians, right? So they are going to reserve about 12 spots for like the old comic. And then a few spots for their students. So you are using the rest of the tiny spots, probably like seven spots a week. Oh. In Helium, yeah. So like you are compete with like so many different comedians uh so the most important thing is you don't bomb at helium so you just always best jokes to do it at a helium eventually uh 
the manager of Helium, they will notice. Oh, this guy. Oh, this girl. Oh, this woman. Sorry, this woman. This guy are always doing a great jokes. Super funny. Uh, maybe we can have them on the local show, which is like a Wednesday thing. And then they will ask you to do a host competition show, which is fighting for a host uh, gig on the weekend. And then that way you will host for like a big comedy that come to Helium. You know, like you can host for a big comedian like Mark Norman, Nico Byer. They are like a big comedians. They do Helium comedy club shows. So you get to host for them. That way you will have a connection with different cities. And then when you started to travel, you will use your connection to build your fans, build your influence, and then eventually, um, Helium will have, give you to five minutes and seven minutes, and then that's how you know if you. Are working on it or not? And it usually take about three years, as far as I know. Yeah, like a year. First year, you're not gonna get anything. Year two, something if you're good. And year three, they'll be like, oh yeah, we can see you wanted to do stand-up comedy. So, <laughs> yeah, because in the end of the day, Helium Comedy Club is a business. They don't want their business go bad, right? So coming from a business perspective, will be like, I don't want a comedian who bomb even at open mic because I want my customer have good time. So they will buy drink and they'll come yeah. back. They will be royal to this business, and they want that, right? So you as a you as a performer, you need to know. What business owner wants, and they give them what they want, so they will want you. Because at the end of the day, it's entertainment industry. It's all about doing a good、okay. job on stage. So oh, yeah, yeah, and that's what, what I think, and then that's what it is in Portland. And once you become a pro in Helium Comedy Club, and you're doing a lot of the clubs around there, then you probably move into New York or LA. Is that right? Yeah, a lot of comedians in Portland,、uh, the good comedians, they are usually doing a great job in Portland, and they、uh, got a writing, writing gig. Maybe they write for Saturday Night Live. Maybe they write like the Daily Show. Maybe they write、uh, those like fancy TV stuff. So they will move to、um, New York City or Los Angeles. And that's 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 a lot of people said that's the real comedy life started when you move to New York City or、uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, I think New、yeah. York City is probably slightly better in terms of stand up than LA because you can gig more, and it's more stand up sort of focused. Whilst LA is mixed with so many different things together. I believe so because a lot of people did did talk about like. Uh, New York City is more focused on stand-up comedy itself. Los Angeles is focused on stand-up comedy and 
every other small things. Yeah. Like the <laughs> improv and then like the community and then like the, the if you can get any like uh, small TV characters, those kind of things is all in Los Angeles. It's But to me, how, yeah, it's amazing. The definition of successful comedian is you can make it as a living. That's good enough for me. Yes, same in here. In a short term, yeah. And if you want to make it so huge, you know, like you can make ten thousand dollars a week, and that's amazing, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, buy your shows. You can you can do that, and that's great. TV is just make it easier and faster, so that's why everybody want to get on TV because you get so many exposure in one night, right? Let's say if you、yeah. get on Conan, and then you have a set on Conan, that's a huge deal, and then that that will open your door so much, right? That will open sorry, that will open so many doors for you basically if you get on any TV spot. Let's say if you have a ten minutes on Comedy Central, and then you get one million view on like YouTube. So basically, if you go anywhere to do stand-up comedy, you will have a name there already, and that means whoever runs business, they can use that as a advertisement to attract people. To come to see you, and that's what credits for, right? So, yeah, which is awesome. So that's why everybody wants you to have a TV credit because it feels like a pass for you know being getting being good. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of I don't know. One thing I found is like it doesn't matter how many gigs you've done or like like. This or that, because there's some comedians that go maybe for a couple of months and they're hilarious. So you obviously did quite well there, and then there'll、mm. be some that'll be going maybe ten years and still not be that funny. And like even、yeah. some of the ones you see on TV in the UK, like they are nowhere near as good even as even some of the micers I see in the London circuit. Yeah,、mm. the way I see it is like the more years you in. That doesn't mean you are funny. That only means you are more experienced. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like,、yeah. it's like it's like a doctor thing. That just because you are ten years in doctor, that doesn't mean you are good at surgery. That only means you see so many. It's it's a funny、yeah. thing because I see. I mean, it will make some people better. I mean, it's made me better doing it for a while. But it's just still, it's. It's a big thing because like there's a comedian called Kat Kesasopa and she's a Thai comedian. Like she's only been doing it for about a year, but she she's much funnier than a lot of acts I see, which is one of the best yeah, I've yeah. seen. It, and, it's a funny. Yeah, so you know, like I was just telling you about, like I was lucky enough to get in the semifinal, the competition, and I got into the show in Seattle, the show in Portland. And then I got into this this like eight hundred people theater show, uh, undisputed virginia's comedy. And I'm like not even one year comedian, and I was lucky enough to do that. So that put me in a mindset of like, as long as you're funny, who cares how many years you're in comedy or not? You know, 
Yeah. That's kind of yeah. And then also like this is kind of sad things to say, but it's also fact. Uh, in the art world, like uh, um. Performing, uh, drawing, painting, architect, literature, theater, movie. No one cares how 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 much effort you put in when you make it, right? Let's say if you make it in ten days, great. If you make it in ten years, still great. There's no difference. There's not much difference to the audience. Where you spend ten days or ten years, because to them、yeah. they are like a very resulted oriented, you know. But as a performer, you will be like, ah,、oh, I wish I can do it faster, do it quicker, do it, yeah. But、mm, yeah. to responding your 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 what you're saying that, uh, ex I like I say I think experience. Is one thing, but funny or not is another thing. It is, yeah, because I think、yeah. that's why comedy competitions. Maybe that's why they do quite well. Like that's why, because、yeah. most of the people that I see that do well in comedy com- competitions, they're very good.、And、there's maybe only your maybe handful of times where someone's done well in a competition and they haven't been that good.、Mm-hmm. And I think it's for for maybe comedy producers. Maybe that's、mm-hmm. the thing that they notice with a lot of comedians、yeah. that often yeah. With, yeah. within a year you can probably tell、yeah. if someone's good at it or not. And I think、yeah. one of the other things about it is sometimes where it gets a bit iffy. There are a lot of very good people on TV and like they're fantastic, but there are a handful、mm-hmm. of them that aren't as good as they need to be. And I think yeah, there are so many good comedians that are not on TV. But they are really funny, and they are like really, really good comedians. They are just they just under discovered. I think one of the main reasons for it is because sometimes when someone's extremely talented at it, they won't、mm. work it or put themselves out there. Because that's what I've often found. Like there's people that I've found that are the funniest sometimes have been the ones、mm. that don't put themselves out there. So I'm thinking maybe people that you see. Get to the top aren't necessarily the most talented. They're sort of they have talent. They're good to a certain level, but they're not、mm-hmm. to the. I think if you're too talented, sometimes it will put you off from wanting to work hard at it, and develop it and do something、yeah. with it. Yeah, and also there is also this、um, thing called fate, right? Because <laughs> sometimes you just like this is your fortune. This is this is you. This is this is it. You know, but sometimes unfortunate is also a thing. Like sometimes you like are so funny, but like so good at certain things, but then there's just like oh, this is not you. Then what are you gonna say about it? Like you just have to accept it. But I always think like so. That's why. Always be prepared is very important because always you're always ready. You know, like do like. Um. Here's about me is like I have a super tight five minutes, or seven minutes, but the pro. Uh, so when people say, "Hey, can you do a seven minutes?" I need you right now. I can be like, "Sure, I can do it like right away." And then 
uh, I also think like another thing uh, about trying to get big is connection. Like I also think、yeah. connection is really important in this industry. That you have to know people and you have to be a good person and be a nice person because they are like this industry is also kind of like dangerous. You know what I mean? Like, oh yes, it is, yeah, because a lot、heavy. of people are not nice. So there's already so many not nice people out there. So just don't be that one. To be the nice one, yeah. And you got yeah. And I also yeah yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm、Sorry. just agreeing. I'm just agreeing. You disagree? Then、like, don't. No, I was agreeing. I was agreeing. I was agreeing. Oh, you agree? <laughs>、yeah. Um, yeah, but like it's also a lot of time. It's really hard to be the nice one because it's easier to be the mean girl. You know, just like. A, Be hate. It's easier to be mean girl. Just be like, yeah, you are not funny. Yeah, you suck. You know, yeah. It's easier to be the person who do this. It's harder to be like, oh yeah, I think you have a good jokes. This is that that. You do that for like ten comedians, you are exhausted, and then you can you will lose your focus about yourself. So, uh, one of my good comedian friend, she told me like. Be friendly, but not but be choose be picky. You know what I mean? Like you you be friendly to everybody, but you pick the friends you want to hang out with, and to develop your comedy career with. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I'm like I'm a nice guy, da 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 da. But like, in the end of the day. You have a few friends that really, really support you and really, really help you, and you do the same. Yeah, I think yeah, it's it's yeah. Basically, you got to be very sociable and very good at handling people、yeah. and social yeah. situations. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah, that's what it's all about. I a lot of time when I watch like Netflix special, uh, when the the Netflix special finish. I will actually spend a few minutes to see their special thanks to these people, and I pay attention to what's their connection. You know what I mean?、Oh. Like, that's actually something I don't know if other people do that, but I do that. No, they don't. So like, that's good. <laughs> I'm not in that dark. So like, <laughs> yeah. So like, I、uh, watch the the credits. And I will know. Oh, this comedian knows this guy because he's thanks to them. And then I will see if their thank you lists, if I have someone know them or not. And if I don't know any of these people, I will also go to watch those people's comedy special, and then to see their thank you or or following on Instagram. Follow their social media, and just kind of see like, am I know anyone to them? Like, do I personal have connection towards to those people that I like? Yeah. 
And then if yes, that means great, you are in the right track. If don't, ooh, why? For example, I am super huge fan of uh Ali Wong. And then if I can have a dinner with Ali Wong, I'll be like, I can die tomorrow. So like, <laughs> ah, yes, that's yeah. quite a clever piece of thing. So I yeah, that's good. So uh, I do have like. A friend who knows Ali Wong really well. So, like, once I'm ready, I can actually tell that friend, say, "Hey, you know what? I want to. Can you like connect me with Ali Wong? I think I'm ready." Da 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 da. Yada yada yada. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, that's kind of like what it is. And then Ali Wong knows Dev Chappelle really well. So, like, that's where the connection is. If I know Ali Wong, that means. You know, yeah, and then now I do like one friend away from Ali Wong, but I don't want it to be like a super crazy person to be like, yeah, if you don't know this person, I'm not going to make friend with you. That's horrible. Just don't do that. <laughs> I'm just like make myself out there and just aware of like, uh, uh, people's connection. Also. Maintain your connection as well, because like I also have something to offer, so that will make myself valuable to other people as well. So like I also know a, a few big comedians. Then, uh, when people ask me about certain things about that comedian, I will be like, oh yeah, I actually know them personal, and then, you know, so it's important to not only build. Your social networking. It's also important to know what you can offer, because、yeah. that's that's your value too, regardless of like networking. Yeah, yeah. and then the, yeah, yeah. The the last thing would just be like be nice. Yeah, that's like really important things. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of good points you mentioned there. Exactly, you don't go in like I'm going to take something or going to take take take. Yeah,、You've、yeah, you、something. also need to offer things.、Mm. Mm -hmm. It is, yeah. One one of the things that I find quite interesting is, yeah, it's funny how things work.、Mm -hmm. One of the, what's. Yeah, you you've lost me there. That, like, I don't know what I'm saying now.、Uh, <laughs> yeah, because like you know, like er,、uh, like uh, like you 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 know, Nigel, right? Like you 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 have like you you have the connection with him. Then that makes you valuable to like let's say if you wanted to, uh, let's say Ronnie Chang, right? He's like a good comic too, and then. If let's say if I have a friend who knows Running Chain, then then it's a great connection. Then somehow if one day we can connect Ronnie with Uncle Roger, wow, that would be a great show because it's like super funny things. Or or or、uh, Trevor Noah, right? He's a great comedian too. And then you know, I just making some example. I don't really actually know these people, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's just the it's just the way of it and it's it's not necessarily what you want to do but you have to do it in yeah. order to get better yeah yeah and it also like uh think about like all the good comics all the big comedians they all know each other and why is that there must be a re- reason behind that why they all know each other pretty well Maybe not like a hundred person, like they was to celebrate Christmas together every year. Maybe not like that, but like, you know, they must be because they are essentially they are colleague. You know, we they basically you know the same big company called stand up comedy, and we are all colleague to each other. You and know, then they you are know, like higher、yeah. level of the colleague or the lower level of the colleague, but yeah. 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 The one thing that I always hear from my father is he says,、um, "With everyone you know, they're a potential friend." Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It's also sometimes it's kind of every time when I meet a new comedian, and we exchanging the、uh, Facebook or Instagram, it's always. Funny to see. Oh, you also know this person. Oh, you also know this person. You know, just be like, oh yeah, I didn't know. Like, and then there's a story overlap, and it's always fun to have that kind of interaction with other comedians about like, oh yeah, we did a show together, and hear the good story. When they work together, or hear the shitty story, or the gossip, you know that's also the fun part of doing stand-up comedy. So, yeah, but maybe not just me. I don't know. Some people hate gossip. I have have. <laughs> One thing I want to ask you about is how do you, what do you feel of the cabaret comedy? Is there much of a cabaret comedy scene in Portland and? Do you know what I'm talking about in terms of cabaret comedy, like、mm-hmm. alternative comedians?、Sorry. So you know people like Satchel Baron Cohen. So,、oh, excuse me, you lost me there. Sorry. What? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know a lot of cabaret comedians like Satchel Baron Cohen, Borat,、um, people like that? Borat. What does that mean? Sorry. So, let well, I could show. No, I'll get done for. Couple.、Uh, he, you not seen Borat? Could I share my screen with you? Let's have a look. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Second. Give me a second. Do 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 do. So. Oh yeah yeah yeah! I see the sh- I know the show. Do you know sort of cabaret comedians? So comedians that are a bit not necessarily straight stand-up, but acts that are a bit weird.、Mm-hmm. Is there much、mm-hmm. of a sort of comedy like that, like you see in Borat?、Mm, in Portland area to like to this? Yeah. Um. Not. Not. I I don't. I don't know. I actually don't know much about. Like, uh, Borat. Uh, but it's. I'm just intrigued because I noticed that America has a bigger straight stand-up scene, whilst the UK has a bigger、mm-hmm. variety of comedians. Hmm. 
It is. It is.、Um, sorry, what's the question? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm. I'm not sure. I understand the question. Do you know? I'll have to show you a clip. I think of the stand-up I'm talking about. Okay. So I show you someone who's.、Oh. oh, and because I've connected. <laughs> Because I've put my mic into the thing, you can't hear、mm-hmm. it.、Um, so、let me try. Can you hear it? Yeah, yeah. I can. I can search this one, or you can send it to me. Okay, yeah, maybe I'll send it to you, and you can tell me about it. But we have a very much a sort of a cabaret, sit big scene in in England as well, rather than just straight、mm-hmm. stand up. And I, I just. What, you'll know what I mean when I send you the messages and all that, but it's it's effectively、yeah. it's a very different form of stand than straight stand up. They do weird things like they throw pies at people, they do weird sort of dances, they do oh weird, oh oh. So you mean like the ballet dances?、Uh, yeah yeah yeah. Or they do, do characters. Uh, like it's like a, a little bit like a variety show, right?、It's、like a different. Yeah. So I pretend to be、yeah. a chicken. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's that famous guy on Netflix? The Irish dude who did that. Uh, well, I think I know this person. I don't know this person. I think. Um, yeah, people do that here. I don't.、Uh, there's a few comedians in in、uh, Portland's area. I think his name's Jay Sing Jay Single. He does. He get he he, he usually goes on stage and then he will sing, and then he will perform with like the the instruments, and then some funny stuff, and then just play around absurdity. Yeah.、Um, other than that, people in Portland do stand out more than other things. There's also comedians. Sometimes they would love to try like uh, uh, prop comedy, where they have a bunch of props on stage and just like making fun of themselves. Doing that, yeah. People try that.、Um, I don't, cause I don't really know how to do it. Um, cause I'm like I'm already like bury myself in all the writing and like the acting out on stage. I don't really do prop comedy. So, yeah. Do you do prop comedy? That's actually really fun. Um, it's a side part of my act, which I um, it's it's something I do a little bit. 
it's so I do a bit of magic as well, which goes mm-hmm. quite oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah, normally. magic too. Yeah, and it's the magic bit's especially good for MCing. So I yeah. had an audience that didn't really speak English on Sunday when I was hosting. Um, one of the acts just did a straight stand-up set, but they didn't understand really understand it properly. And mm-hmm. so the only thing that really got them on side was when I did some magic tricks, really silly sort of interaction. Then they started mm-hmm. laughing and then they got on board. Mm-hmm. And then the other acts, mm-hmm. what they did was they did a lot of crowd work and in interacting with them. And then they put mm-hmm. the material in between and then they did quite well. That's cool. That's really cool. I heard his comedian, uh, he's not doing a magic, but his joke is all about science fact. Like he would joke Ooh. about science facts. Yeah, I forgot his name, but he was like a touring in 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 uh uh Portland and Seattle, and my friend went to see his show, and he just said like I learned so much tonight. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's all about like a science, and then he using like the, you know, basically science is pretty dead. But then, as a comedian's job, it just he's just make the whole fact things really really fun too. So yeah. I guess it's, it's really important. Yeah. Yeah. So th- there are a couple of clubs in Portland that do the variety type of thing. Yeah. Sorry, oh, my nephew just yes, my nephew is like Hello. I'm a nephew. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's a bit shy. Uh, it's it's also like it's a lunch, uh, it's dinner time here, so like he's actually coming to say it's time to eat dinner. So ah, okay. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I will get out. Hey, one sec. We'll be finished soon. <laughs> I I am gonna include this bit in, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think look what as podcast live keep keep it real i think rather than trying to make it too perfect yeah 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 definitely um yeah so like uh people do i i do feel like you know like we say earlier a comedian could say anything funny so like if a science or like any topic even like you know we a lot of people just always say like yeah you know uh how do you make conservative laugh at progressive value thing how do you make progressive people re-examine about themselves from conservative perspective mm. and then basically um humor is the bridge of the communication right so like it's a key to connect people and i guess that's also like the really important value of stand-up comedy is you build a bridge through humor you communicate through humor and, and that's 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 it that's basically what we are doing isn't it <laughs> yeah and um uh, a lot of people also worried about like, oh, don't you worry about the message you're sending? You know, it's like it's you know like, don't you worry about like, oh, 
um, this this da da da, or like, don't you worry about people gonna get it wrong, or people gonna make an assumption about certain things about you. Okay, but to me, the end of day, who cares? Like, as long as you laugh, you know, as long as you have a good time, and knowing that we are joking about it, and And after laugh, you could be aware of certain things, and that's enough. And I think that's all the great comedy is about. You laugh at certain things, and you're aware of certain issues. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. The origin of laugh come from a release of uncertainty. That's how human brain works. I'm a nerd, so like I study a little bit how, why human laugh, and in the original, why human laugh, is because it's a release of danger. It's a release of uncertain. It's、okay. a release of like uncomfortable. So that's why people laugh, and that's why humor works. And then that's important when you write jokes, because、uh, I personally always、uh, using a lot of counterpoint to see if the joke is actually working. Because counterpoints is where you bring the audience on board or not. Yeah. How do you explain? Could you explain that bit? So counterpoint is a lot. You will see a lot of comedians do that, like. When comedians say, "I don't understand this, this, that, 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 that," you know, or like, "How do you know how?" Da, 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 why? Da, 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 da. You you hear comedians say that on stage a lot. That's the counterpoint. That's where the difficult happen. That's where the problem is at. That's how people can see. Yeah, I can see that. I can see why that's a problem. I feel the same way, you know. And then that's that's where you connect the people. You bring the audience on board with your problem, and then you joke about the whole thing. So you release it, the tension. And that's basically what, uh, it's kind of like a comedy principles, I guess. You know, it's like the formula, <laughs> the formula. <laughs> So you get them, okay. So I have a joke. Uh, basically, it's a typical uh comedy one on one joke. Uh, which is uh, I do speak Chinese Mandarin, which we don't have to turn horny. We say I hunger for sex. Or in Taiwan, we say I'm itching down there. So when I first moved to United States, I told my American friend I'm itching down there. He was like, "You need to see a doctor." <laughs> And I was like, "Hold on, is there a doctor for that?" Oh my God, American insurance is better than I thought.、So、sign me up, you know. So like, it's <laughs> it's a series of like, uh, premise, uh, counterpoint, set up, set up, punch out, punch out, punch out. So it's just like a classic, and every line has a purpose in that joke. So, and 
to me, that joke is finished. It's like, okay, this is the best I can do for now, and I will call it a finished joke. Yeah, but you know, the the great Da Vinci say, art is never finished. It's only abandoned. So like, you never know. Maybe someday you'll figure out something new and just put in there. So yeah, yeah. But don't force it. Yeah. And so to answer a question, the, the counterpoint, you know, from that joke is, we don't have to turn horny. That's the counterpoint. That's a difficulty. That's a problem of this thing. And then you tell the people, I hunger for sex. Sometimes it gets laughed. Sometimes it don't. It doesn't matter because the coming out afterwards. I'm itching down there. It's also a setup, and then so when you face the real thing, which is when you tell people this, and it's a, it's because the problem of like we don't have to turn horny is still surrounding the problem, and then you just kind of release it by saying yeah. And then people tell me you need to see a doctor, and I was like, "Oh my god, is there a doctor doing that?" And then you play dumb, and you play fun, and then yeah, that's just kind of how the joke works. It took me about like four months to like finish the whole joke, to condense it how it is right now. Yeah. Oh, good job. Yeah, yeah, it's it was four months. Like yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's usually take me about. Three months to actually craft a like show-ready jokes. Like I can tell this joke on stage and people will laugh, and I'm so confident that this joke will work, no matter what like scenario I'm in. And so I'm trying to make every my joke into this level. Yeah, that's a good aim.、Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, I don't. When I'm saying that, oh, it's a good aim, but you know, it, it's just you know, it makes sense. It's common. It it is logical. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's logical, and it's just this is what people like to say: formula joke, which is you know, I think every comedian has formula joke. You always have the joke where you re-extend it, and then you put the formula on top of it, and you'll be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this fitting. Some people don't know formula, but they are using it anyway. This <laughs> is to me because I'm a nerd and then I enjoy analyzing things and I like to logic about it. So like,、um, so when I hear people's joke, I will also will be like, oh yeah, I could see why this joke works. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, why not? I think you need、yeah. to have that. I think one 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 thing I'm gonna do is read a book on critical thinking. Because if you don't、yeah. have the ability to critically think things, you will not get、yeah. better in anything you do, no matter who you、yeah. are, whatever. Like if you do it、yeah. randomly, eventually your luck's going to run out. You have to、yeah. think critically about everything you do、yeah. in life or whatever's going on. Exactly. Because otherwise, exactly. you're not going to、exactly. do better. You're not going to sort things、yeah. out, and you'll be stuck in the、yeah. same thing for years and years. Yeah, and also like I also like to. I feel like a comic、uh, doing stand comedy also makes me. Become a white person, not white. White person, just like I always say, why? Like I always questioning everything about like when thing is not the way I think it is. I will be like, why? You know, like 
why we don't have absence in Portland, Oregon. There's no 70% alcohol in the Great Depression area. Why we don't have that? You know, like it doesn't make any sense. And, you know, like why we don't have uh, marijuana in Taiwan? Why, you know, yeah. I've got a, so this has been, yeah, this has been an awesome podcast. I'm going to like send you some links to some <laughs> other things and I want to see your thoughts yeah. on them. Because I've got, thank a, you, thank you. Yeah. I've got, yeah, I'll, I'll send you some links and see what you think. And yeah, yeah. One of the things I want to ask you, mm-hmm. this just before the end of the podcast, just, yeah. just a couple more. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah. yeah. What is advice you'll give to your younger self? And what is a quote that you like to live your life by? To younger myself? Uh, I will probably say be even wilder, be even crazier than I already was. Just be even, just be, be brave. And like even braver. I'm already a brave person, to be honest. But like, I want my younger myself to 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 experience more things, to experience the crazy shit in life, to 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 suffer, to to do more, and then go out more. And that will be kind of like my to younger myself. And then the life philosophy go by with mm, regards of like a life. Thing I have this life philosophy that I learned from a Korean uh, writer, which is uh, you um, stupid people look in the front, but think about how do I put this because it's in Chinese. Um, so okay, easier to explain this will be wise man, normal man. Stupid men do the same thing, which is looking in the front, thinking of the back. Does that make sense? <laughs> I'm trying to translate so, at the same time. Sorry. So, so like, if someone is like someone is looking how to get ahead, but they're so worried about what their competitors are doing, or people that they're worried about people mm, so stealing like, things. Mm, so, like a stupid people, uh, they are seeing what's in what's going on in front of you. But stupid people will always think about past, right? So that's also looking in front, thinking of the back, which is the past, right? Ordinary people, they thinking what's in front of you and thinking about what's behind things, which also is the back of the things in front of you. The wise man looking in the front Think about what's the future, which is also the back. Does that make sense? So the point of the kind of difficult to explain is, its philosophy is that but... a wise man looks at what lessons he's learned from his past that he can take yeah. for the future to be to be to be better, whilst the negative yeah. uh, as a stupid person will be held yeah. back by his previous yeah. assumptions. Exactly. So he won't take yeah. the risk to go forward or to do this and that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like making my life philosophy. So whenever I'm like, when I'm stuck something, I will always just kind of like re-exam the three things. Am I stuck because I'm being stupid or am I like 
just think about the current situation only, or do I look forward? You know, so yeah.、Uh, so yeah, there's three stages. You got to think: Am I stuck because I'm just thinking of past because I'm being silly,、mm-hmm. or am I am I just thinking about the situation and I'm not seeing like the positives that could happen from it? Yeah. So like,、yeah. I don't know if if a girl that you fancy or man that you, what whatever you are, you like.、Yeah. Rejects you. You don't think of maybe the good things. Maybe they weren't a good、yeah. fit for you, or、yeah. like you. When you figure out maybe it's better, maybe you find someone、yeah. even better, and instead、yeah, of, you'll、exactly. be negative and think, "Oh, I lost the one," when you yeah, could yeah, have yeah. something even better, and you don't see、yeah. that you would appreciate getting the good nugget of a person because you've had、exactly. the rejection. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of my life philosophy to go by. And also live now. <laughs> live now is also like an easy one.、Um, yeah. And I guess that's it.、Um, yeah. Well, I just want to ask you one more thing. Do you have anything、yeah. you'd like to plug? Oh, folks, for sure.、Uh, <laughs> I、uh, my Instagram is Eddie Sue Four,、uh, but I also run a podcast called Sunny Sue and Night. It's me and my another Asian comedian in Portland.、Uh, we talk about like, you know, stuff, life, comedy,、uh, hilarious things going on in our life and our politics, our future things, past things, whatever history, history things, and then,、uh, yeah, that's kind of our podcast、It's、called Sunny S U N N Y. Because my last name is Sue, his last name is Nai, so it's Sue and Nai, which is funny. So yeah. Oh, that's good. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. and then、nice. yeah, you can find it from Spotify, Apple Podcast, um, anywhere, Google Podcasts, whatever platform you use. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so well, much. Yeah, thank you very much for appearing, and yeah, just send me the links for those podcasts and all the links you suggested yeah, yeah. to your. Social media and yeah,、Definitely. take care. Best of luck with、take、everything、care. that's、thank、going on. Thank you so much, Marvin. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And hopefully see you soon. Have a good day. <laughs> right, have a good day there. All right. Good day, Bye. I hope that episode gave you some real insights into how a lot of comedians think in terms of their structure and how they do the jokes. I hope it. Provide a lot of use for you. And if you like the episode again, please give us a view on iTunes and share it with your friends. And I'll see you at the next episode.